Welcome to episode number 185 of Take Him With You for August uh, 19th, 2012. I'm Rick. <laughs> and I'm Amy. You don't sound too sure about the dates. Look at my yeah. calendar. <laughs> Five 20-minute songs. About a song a day. About some days you did more. Yeah. I don't know why our dog's barking, but yeah. (coughs) So you've been doing quite a bit of producing. Composing, I guess, would be the word. Yeah. We'll talk all about that right after this. By the way, welcome to Taking With You podcast. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over the counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A N O M A L Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com And the ladies at Anomaly are really cool. Yeah, they're fun to listen to, except for I think you turned my my mic down. No, I actually turned the earphones down because I thought it was too loud for you. Oh, no, I couldn't. Now I can't hear myself. Uh, finally, uh, one of the, the cool animated cartoons that I did got on uh, YouTube. Really? Which one? This one. Smell the final frontier. These are the voyages of the nose ship Smelly Prize. Its continuing mission to seek out new smells and aromas. And to smell where no nose has smelled before. So, uh, Wink, how goes our plans to defeat the humans and their fiendish noses? Not good. With their noses, they may smell something's up. Ah, they may notice something. Or even nose to something. <laughs> but I'm pump. Enough already. Have you got the secret sample? Why, yes, Stink, I do. Bring out the sample. Release the sample. This smells marvelous. 
Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know, as I haven't got a nose. Oh, for nose's sake, activate Smell-O-Vision. It's fruity cereal and milk. I call dibs on the free prize. Warning, stink bath bombs may smell like a fruity cereal, but it's not suitable for human or alien consumption. Oh man, this smells like cereal, it's killer. Where'd I put my spoon? Hey, knock it off, would you? We're not supposed to be eating it. There you go. Stink bath. Um, bath bombs. Stinkbathbombs.com. So you can either go to their website or go look them up. Is it on your um, YouTube tube channel? Well, if you go to my resume, the Rick Moyer resume, just type that into Google. Mm-hmm. You'll find it on my cartoon character pages, and you get to see what these little aliens look like. Very cool. Yeah, they're very cute, and I, I think it's hilarious that you do all the voices, including the female alien. She's um, hilarious, but she wasn't on this one. Oh. She was there, but she wasn't on. She, her voice wasn't on it. Now, does her voice sound a little bit like Julia Childs, or is it a different one? I don't remember. I'd have to look. <laughs> have I'd to have listen. to. I'd have to listen to find <laughs> out. You do a pretty good, Julia Childs. <laughs> I'm not doing Julia Childs, <laughs> especially with the hair and makeup. <laughs> okay, she's referring to the fact that at one point in my life, when Pampered Chef is this this uh, com- like, company that yeah. puts out like kitchenware. Uh huh. Well, you, I know you know that. Uh-huh. I'm telling our audience because not everybody has Pampered Chef. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a demo where a, a lady came over and we invited our friends to come over and had a party. And we got to eat food and look at the kitchenware and all this stuff. And uh, I dressed up as Julia Childs and came out and did a demonstration. <laughs> but what I don't tell most people is that I dressed in drag. <laughs> it was the most funny um, everyone was laughing so hard that their stomachs hurt, their faces hurt, their eyes watered. It was pretty hilarious, you know. And it wasn't it wasn't just dressed in any drag. He was like grandma drag <laughs> with the bright red lipstick and the beehive hairdo and the the horn rim glasses. <laughs> what? And I won't say what else. The balloons. <laughs> the balloons appropriately placed. <laughs> So now you know more about me than you ever wanted to know that, yeah, Rick dressed in drag. Yeah. Yes, for a pampered chef. He was he was Julia Childs. Oh, yes, I was. And I, I, should, I can't even remember what I did. You chopped up onions or something. Oh, yes, with a chopper, the onion chopper. <laughs> yes, boy, we're, we're going far tonight <laughs> are weird things so okay besides the video you you did four or five well songs. that video i did a long time ago but you did well i did the voices for the video i did not do the video itself yeah. i did however this week i had um, many projects that i worked on i did four fishing videos for a gentleman in uh, australia mm-hmm. and they were for a big fishing conference that they were doing and so i did the voiceovers and the music and and read the script they gave me and then put the pictures they sent me in a, like a slideshow and made it fancy looking. Mm-hmm. And then you did f- five instrumental songs for a gentleman in, in the UK. The UK. Yes. One of or part of one that you just heard. Mm-hmm. My latest one though was really cool sounding. It was. Yeah, I really you, was that the one you played this morning when I was trying to sleep. But it was really pretty. What? There's one you played this morning. Oh, yeah. And I really liked it. So I didn't yell at you for waking me up because it was nice. <laughs> now, if you would have played like heavy metal, um, barking music. Barking at music? At 7 o'clock in the morning on my when, day off. When have I, I played sad. barking music? Um, Once in a while. I used to play a little P.O.D. Do you think P.O.D. is barking music? Yeah. Hmm. They do that. Wow. Sounds like barking. You're like a dog barking. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. 
Here's one that I worked on. This was the newest one. Sorry about that. Here's the newest one that I worked on called uh, Sundance. We can't play very much, though. No, because it's, it's, they're purchased they're by somebody it. else. I'm trying to find it here so it doesn't blow our ears off. But This is the kind of music I like. What? It's nice. Turn it down. Yeah, it got loud again. <laughs> it's nice. There you go. Yeah. So that's the song that I was, was the last one I did. I've got, um, well, hopefully I will get a contract for four more of them and then I'll be done with this project. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then on to the next adventure, which we don't know what it is yet. I got a cool thing in the mail today or yesterday. Yeah. My uh, remember the project I did where I did cow puns. I sure do. Well, I got the mug. There's a, a coffee mug that when you tip it, it has my voice on it. It's it looks like a Holstein cow, and you turn the turn the mug on like this. Here, I'll play it. That was one of the, the puns. Now, here's another one. The tastiest drink ever. i got to figure out how to make it work. And that is how it's done. So every time you tip the cup... What do they call a cow that just had her baby? Decaffeinated. What do you think? Well. There's another one. I... That would get really old really fast. Well, hopefully you wouldn't be picking your cup up and down every second. So I think it could be really... I'm in a bad mood. It, it could be really annoying in a work situation if someone... If someone was um, a heavy drinker, <laughs> they would get people mad at them. It's our dog barking again. I think she is. I don't know. So if you want to see that coffee mug in action, it's on my demo page as well. If you go to Rick uh, or MoyerMultimedia.com slash Rick Moyer Resume, click on um, products mm -hmm. that have my voice on it, and you'll see uh, yeah. this one in particular. It's pretty funny. It's from uh, Big Mouth Toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm BigMouthToys.com. I'm one of the the voices. The voices. Isn't that nice I'm to know? I'm not going to say it's typecasting. <laughs> what do you, that's cute. That's real nice. Well, do you want to know what happened with my week this week? Sure. I got to get a tooth pulled out. Yeah. That was no fun. You haven't had a lot of fun with the whole teeth thing that hurt. No. Sore mouth tonight still. Mm -hmm. But what did you do this well, week? Um. What day was it? Was it Tuesday that, yeah, I think so. Tuesday night, I went and signed my daughter up for this community mission trip with the Presbyterian Youth Group, because that's where she goes to youth group. And I haven't seen her since. And I, I missed her so bad on Wednesday that I went to Walmart and bought a bunch of school supplies for her. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but you know, it's she's my baby, and it's kind of strange not seeing. She's not your, a baby anymore. Not seeing your daughter all week, so I've kind of been going through a little bit of empty nest. I mean, Andrew's home a little bit, but I think a lot of times I didn't see Andrew from like Tuesday night until 
Saturday or Friday night because of our work schedules are different. So, um, yeah, so I really didn't see Andrew most of the week either and didn't see Catherine. So I kind of was a little sad this week, but I'm thankful I'll get to dear, see her tomorrow. Dear, our son is 20 years old. Our daughter is 16. That's a little bit extreme. Okay, but you know, you're not their mom. No, I'm their dad. Yeah? What's the difference? You were sad that you hadn't heard from her too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll we'll get to see Catherine tomorrow though, and possibly Nathan and Andrew. So, yeah, we'll get to see all of our kids tomorrow. You know, when you're a mom, you like to see your kids every once in a while. And you feel like you're really blessed if you get to see all your kids at once. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of, I've just been working and and then trying to catch up on laundry and housework and stuff. Got my floor mopped and vacuumed today and a bunch of other odds and ends done. Um, Boy, that's exciting. I know, but you know, it has to be done once in a while. Yeah. It doesn't get done when I'm gone. Um, so, <laughs> it's a, that's another reason why Took I miss... the garbage. That's another reason why I miss Catherine is because she would sometimes chip in and help with the... I did the garbage and used paper plates. Yeah. That's Rick's contribution for housekeeping is... Um, is paper plates. <laughs> you don't complain too much about it. No. So, what else are we talking about tonight? I don't know. It's well, been it's been a really long yeah. week because I've been so busy again. And then top that off with my tooth problems. It's no fun. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't get a chance to get a bunch of stuff done for the podcast. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I had some thoughts and I, I think I shared them with you, but... Um, our church has been doing this thing where we're reading through the book of Matthew. Yeah. And um, I was listening to a um, Christian audiobook in my car, and I thought it was really cool because the main character in the book, um, I know this is fiction, but she decided to read through the book of Matthew too. Well, I, you know what? I bet God led her to. <laughs> And do you know why she wanted to do this? I know this is fictional, but it's written. I was being facetious. It's written by the lady we interviewed a couple weeks ago, Sandra Bird. Okay. And um, she said she wanted to read it because she wanted to hear the words of Jesus. Okay. And so I think that that's a cool thing. If people are interested in Christianity or learning more about God or Jesus, it's a cool thing to read through the book of Matthew. It's the first book of the New Testament. Well, you know what's interesting? Yeah. I find, you know, I mean, we our podcast is spiritual, but it's not religious. In other words, we we try not to... Um, Promote one church or one set of dogma kind of thing, right? No, that's not what I was going to say. No. Okay, go ahead, dear. <clears throat> I mean, we, we just try to talk about our faith and mm-hmm. what we believe. And... We don't rank on other religions or, you know, stuff like that. But I find it really interesting in my in my travels through here and there and what I've done in my life that I do get a really interesting um, comments sometimes about the Bible. Mm-hmm. And really, it's a very interesting because people will defend and or or swear up and down that the Bible says a certain thing, but they actually never have read it. Yeah. And so it's like, now, wait a minute. If you, I mean, it's, it's like people ranking on Harry Potter that have never read it. Mm-hmm. How do you know what it says if you haven't read it? How can you be upset with it if you haven't actually read it? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people's perception of what the Bible says isn't perhaps what the Bible says. It's what the people that say they follow the Bible do. 
Well, and and sometimes it's and say it's dangerous too. Sometimes to just read a little bit of the Bible and take it out of context. Now, of, and that's an interesting subject because like who I, it was written to. I think a lot of a lot of the misinformation and concepts out there that are all messed up about what the Bible says is for that very reason. And I think that you can glean something from any part of the Bible, but you have to realize that there is a historical context and a context of who wrote it to whom. I mean, you can always learn something from the lessons in there. But for instance, there's a book in the Old Testament that is pretty controversial today. What's Which one is this? Leviticus. Because oh, yeah. it's very, they had, there's all these rules and death penalties are for breaking, are, the rules. for breaking the rules. And some of them to our feelings would be rather extreme. extreme. Like you can't wear things made of, of polyester and cotton. You blended blended cloth, fa- Blended fibers. I don't think you can cut the, the your beard either. You can't cut the sides or your of your sideburn, beard. Or your sideburns. Yeah. And I mean, And if you do, or if you talk back to your parents, you can be Yeah, killed. you could be stoned to death if you are snotty to your parents, rebellious. And but anyway, there's all these different rules. Well, um I I really don't I mean I've I've gone through that book several times, but it's not my favorite book. But someone explained to me at one point that there may have been a reason why those there were such strict laws, and they were laws specifically to the Jewish people or the Hebrews, and they were supposed to help keep them in line in a certain way, you know, and... You know, to us, we go, wow, those are kind of, they blow my mind. They're just, why would someone need all those rules? And and Jesus in the New Testament basically said, hey, um, just to so, um, sum up the whole Old Testament and all the rules and all the laws, he says, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Which is different. Yeah, and, and in some ways, he makes it even harder than the Old Testament rules because he says even what you think like if you have like angry thoughts or mean thoughts towards someone that it's almost like you committed murder in your heart mm-hmm. and he's almost more, like well he's he he's didn't say like, it. it's almost like well he's saying he wants people to work on their heart and the other day I had a, a fascinating conversation with um, one of my clients that I clean clean for, and she will remain nameless, but she was talking about how she put this scripture on her computer about keeping her mouth shut, and I can't remember the exact scripture, but it you know talked about putting a guard over your mouth and and yet I thought you know it that our mouths will follow our hearts. <laughs> And we won't get in trouble if our hearts are right, you know, because the Bible says out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So Jesus was saying, you know, watch what's in our heart first and deal with what's in our heart. And then we won't have nasty things coming out of our mouth or nasty actions coming out but if we deal with the heart first and I remember when you were a youth pastor you used to have a glass of water and you would ask the kids what was in the in the glass and they couldn't see and then you'd start shaking it and they'd see water was spilling out actually I'd have a mug that was mug was not clear yeah that's right or a styrofoam cup or whatever right yeah and you would shake it and then they would see what was in there and and you were making the point that when you know life shakes you up you see what's in your heart and it'll come out what does this have to do with taking the bible in context um <laughs> well i was 
just talking about. We went. I mean, we went all the way. We're talking about how Jesus summed up the law and the prophets. About no, we were actually talking about the Bible and how some people can take it out of context. Yeah, if they're not looking at it correctly. That's true. That's what we were talking about, and and it's easy to do. So I was wondering how we got all the way over to a cup of water. Yeah. I'm not sure. We're we're <laughs> podcasting too late again because earlier tonight you podcasted for a long time for Treks and Sci-Fi. So yes, for an upcoming episode with so my friend Chris. So you're keeping me up later than I want to be kept up, and so I'm kind of rummy. <laughs> so well, let's get back to our conversation okay. that we were talking about because I think it's important. There there are a lot of misconceptions of what the Bible says. And people have taken things out of context to bring those particular things out. Mm-hmm. And so basically anybody can make the Bible say anything they want to if they just pull and, and things from random places. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to keep in mind when we're reading the Bible, which, again, a lot of people don't read because of what they think it says, mm-hmm. which is really a, a travesty because... It's the same as a, a, a wonderful piece of literature not being read because you hear there's something bad in it, mm-hmm. and so you don't you don't read it. Or a movie that you won't see because you hear it's got this one part in it, but the movie actually had a lot of morals or a lot of a lesson to be learned or something like that. But you won't watch it because of that one little thing, and and that happens all the time. On the other hand of things, when people say, mm-hmm. "Well," I don't I don't read the Bible because it's it's very narrow minded and it's very bigoted and stuff like that. And you know what? The Bible isn't it's people that are. Yeah. And a lot of times religious people will use the Bible as a weapon, not as a guidebook or as a as an answer to things. Mm-hmm. And really I think the way we approach the Bible is very, very important, especially for people listening to our program. Um, you you might have heard things that the Bible says about certain people or certain things and and just assume that they were true because that's what you heard. But until you read it for yourself, you really don't know. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happened to me when I when I first was interested in in God and wondering about him and thinking, well, I wonder wonder what this whole God thing is about. I had a good friend at the time who was pretty excited that I was interested in God. And so he would tell me stories from the Bible. And he would talk about what the Bible said about this or what the Bible said about that. And sometimes sometimes there were controversial issues that, that we were talking about. And and I would just listen to him and, and think, well, okay, I guess that's what it says. But I personally had never actually read it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I got a job working at a place where it was pretty boring, just kind of an assembly line kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have to do anything except for when the metal detector stopped the conveyor belt, then I'd have to go get the metal out of the out of the, the conveyor belt and then push a button again and it would keep going. And so maybe five times for the entire shift I'd have to actually work. Mm-hmm. So we just sat there. You kind of just babysat the alarm. Yeah. When the alarm went off, you did something. And so I would... I, I, for the first time ever, I, people would bring magazines and stuff. Well, I brought my Bible. And somebody had given me as a present a Bible. And, and that she got the name Preacher Boy. Well, uh, yeah, that yeah. happened too. But, <laughs> but I opened it up and actually the very first thing I ever read was the book of Matthew from the New Testament. It was the, mm-hmm. the first book in the New Testament. And I, I remember the first night just being shocked because it was so much different than I had been told. Mm-hmm. There's something about reading something for yourself than having somebody else read or tell you about what it says. There's just something about the experience of experiencing it yourself yeah. that changes things. And it, you get more, it's more deep, it's more meaning. And I think because of the book that we're talking about, the Bible, I think there's a spiritual thing about it that when a human being, whoever they are, reads it for themselves, it speaks to them in a way that it doesn't speak to other people. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's not only is Christianity a personal religion, but and I hate to use the term religion, but I will. But I think when you read the Bible, it speaks to your heart because I, I think there's some living stuff there that speaks to the heart of individuals. And 
You don't get that from listening to our program or, you know, and just taking our word for it. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that from just, you know, somebody saying something controversial or, you know, using a scripture on a picket sign. You don't get the same the same context and feeling from the from the text if you don't read it yourself. And then I'll take it even a step further. If you aren't putting it in context with the culture and with the time and who it was written to, you can miss out completely on what the intent behind it was. Mm-hmm. So how how would someone do that? I know we cover sometimes when we're, when we're covering a book in the Bible, we often will read some commentaries as we introduce that book and kind of put it into the time period and the culture. Well, I think and there's stuff, but there's but, tons of stuff online you can you can read. There's there's books you can get. Uh, one of my favorite is called um, Talk Through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And basically it takes every single book in the Bible and and it does all the research and, and shows you when it was written, who it was written by, and then the basic outline of the of the book and then uh, and then tells you a little bit about the culture of mm-hmm. the people that it was written to and what was going on at that time in history. Then when you read the Bible, that particular passage, <laughs> it completely changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were talking just the other day about this stereotype that uh, people have about women in the in the Bible, uh-huh. or 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 that church some churches will not allow women to be pastors or elders or d- really do anything. They're all they're all subservient and second class, and 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 they say that that's from the Bible. But when you look at the Bible, mm-hmm. God's in many places says that there's no difference between male and female uh, or Jew and Greek, that they're all the same before in his eyes. And they, he even had some women, um, when there's a, a prophetess in the old Testament that led the whole nation of Israel at one right, point. But, and, you know, and there's yeah. different times he used women. Go ahead, dear. Well, and what I'm trying to say is that whole churches and denominations and sex sex s e c t s just want to make sure i say that correctly will will um put women down in general um because of what they say the bible says but they haven't read it in context and they didn't look at the culture that was going on at the time so they assume that in this day and age when our when things are completely different and where where men and women have equal rights or should have even though we don't still but uh, where they should, um, they take it and they and they basically hold a whole uh, a whole uh, section of people um, in in the wrong, you know, in a in a bad way, and they shouldn't do that yeah. because if they actually researched it out, they would find. And we were just talking about this yeah. that um, you know when it says in the Bible, women should keep silent in the church. That was in the book of Ephesus, which was the capital of... Ephesians, dear. Ephesians. I didn't know there was a book of Ephesus. Well, it was... The book of Ephesians is written to the church in Ephesus, which was, if you read the whole book and not just that one scripture, you'll find out that it was the capital city of the goddess Diana or Artemis. And they they had women um, priests that would come into the churches and start or the the meetings of the Christians and start going off and that was where they wanted people the women to be silent they didn't want the priestesses to come in and disrupt the services <laughs> so it wasn't just any women because there were women that were disciples of Jesus followers of Jesus that you know, churches met in their homes mm-hmm. and all kinds of um, leaders, godly women. Um, but anyway, we, we do podcasts on women in ministry. We did a couple on there. Sure. So you can look up that particular but I, subject. But what, what I'm trying to make the point is, yeah. if you just took the one scripture that says women be silent in church, mm-hmm. or I don't allow a woman to teach a man, mm-hmm then you're missing out on the context of everything in that and if you look at the whole of it that is not 
the the intent behind that scripture or be, behind what was written there was not meant to suppress the entire female population. Yeah. Well, even when Paul, yet people use it to do that. Even there is a, a passage where it said it wasn't natural for men to have long hair or for women to cut their hair. And he was addressing the culture of the time. He was um, Roman by, through his father, I believe, Paul of Tarsus. He was a Roman citizen. In the Roman Greek culture, the men cut their hair short, even though, if you go back to the Old Testament, we talked about this earlier, Leviticus says not to cut the men, not to cut the sides of their hair, you know, so they right. weren't supposed to cut their sideburns. Well, and stuff. any, any depiction of Jesus, he, he long, has long hair. He was a Nazarene. Nazarenes weren't supposed to cut their hair. So, you know, yet, yet we, we then have Paul hope. says, you know, that it's not natural for men to have long hair because he was talking to a different, to the culture the, of the, the Roman culture, Roman and Greek culture, which so that was Paul's opinion, or or his just talking about what society looks like, right? Or, and so you have to think about it: is it is this God talking, or Paul just saying, "Hey, this is what society does"? But what I find really interesting mm -hmm. is how many uh, because as soon as we start talking about stuff like this, people get all riled up. Because um, we have people that will listen to the program and say, well, I wonder how traditional Rick and Amy are, you know. And then we start talking about this kind of stuff and they're like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're, you know, they're off the deep end or whatever. But we have people in this world, and I used to be this way in some aspects, that will completely defend the particular rule but not at all address what it's all about and, mm -hmm. and why it's there and what's, what's the context of it in our culture. And that's, you know, sometimes we want, just want to be right for the sake of being right mm -hmm. and just saying, well, I follow what the Bible says. Well, okay, that's nice to say, but are you thinking about it for a moment and are you looking at it in the context of where it's at and what it's there for and what, again, is the intent behind things? Because a lot of people say God is a certain way, but when you actually read about him and you, and you, and you see how awesome he is, there are a lot of things that people say that are God's characteristics that aren't at all. And I think as you mature in a relationship with God, you start to realize that God gave you one mouth and two ears. And meaning, meaning that um, we should probably listen more than we talk. And I think that that's where um, I was, another thing I got all excited about this week <clears throat> is that I was listening to uh, a guy talk on the Daily Audio Bible. They had a couple excerpts from like a retreat thing. And he was talking about discipleship. And this got me really excited. Okay, because you just used a big term. I know. I'll explain this. Um, Jesus had people that followed him, that were close to him, that he spent a lot of time with. And we call them his disciples. Now, the word disciple means? Means follower. Discipline follower. Discipline follower. Okay, well, in the church culture, people, lead church leaders, want to make you disciples of their church. And they will have... Or their doctrine. Or their doctrine. So they will have um, membership classes. They'll have like classes on how to become um, an evangelist in your community or, you know, witness to people. And they'll have all these different classes, and they call them discipleship classes or discipleship tracks. And and the cool thing I was listening to this week was they are talking about discipleship. I know this sounds like a, a Christianese word. We try to avoid these. But the people that hung out with Jesus, they became his disciples because they hung out with him and they listened to him and they asked questions and they learned from him and they tried doing the things that he told them to do. And I thought, that is such a cool picture to me of 
we we try to put God in a box all the time. And even with reading the Bible, if you read the Bible as, okay, this is God's love letter to me, and he's going to talk to me somehow through this, through the examples or through the stories that other people lived in that time. Um, and you, you think about, okay, God, what are you going to teach me today? What, what are you trying to say to me today? And it might not be to follow this certain rule, but it might be just to see an example of how God loves someone and how he brought them through a hard time or, you know, and I just thought that is so cool. And that's why I brought up the whole thing about our church that we've been going to, um, reading through the book of Matthew in a month is that it's just to hear the words of Jesus. It's just to like hear his heart and see what, you know, what he valued, what he, and, and, you know, a lot of what I noticed in it is Jesus taking the time to teach the multitude, to heal the multitude, but that he also took time with his close friends to talk to them and answer their questions. And, you know, I just thought that's really cool that Jesus just, he valued people enough to spend time with them and to listen to them and to teach them and to heal them when they were brokenhearted and and hurt. And so uh, my daughter-in-law had commented a couple weeks ago when I'd asked what you wanted to hear on the podcast. She goes, we should challenge everybody to read the book of Matthew like we're doing at church. And, and, you know, we're not going to tell people they have to do anything, but it's not a bad thing to do. Just to, you know, pick a pick a book in the Bible and go through it, and and Matthew is a good place to start. Um, it's a good book to just kind of read and and find out a little bit more about about Jesus. Well, again, reading it for yourself. Yeah. Because there's again there's something completely different when you read it yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, many times we've talked to people about movies and stuff and they'll say, well, the book was way better. And when why was the book better? Because they injected themselves into the story and mm-hmm. read. They could hear what the thoughts were and the, read that it was much more deep than just hearing about it or watching what a, what somebody interpreted it as. Yeah. When you read the Bible for yourself there's a complete different thing that happens, especially, and, and you can even read it, you can read it as a document or a history book, or you can read it with the intention of hearing something that will help you and and touch your heart. There's a difference in how you read it, too. Yeah, one thing that, that I've tried doing in the past, and sometimes I'm better at it than others, but sometimes, you know, I might only have time to, to read or listen to you know, a chapter or two a day. And, but I, I like to try to think, okay, what popped out to me? What stood out? You know, and I kind of believe that's a, the Holy Spirit or God telling me, hold on to that. And, and that's what, what we call meditation in the Bible is when you kind of chew on something for a while there's like a scripture will just like pop out to you and you'll just think on it on and off throughout the day and that's called meditating god's word you're just kind of chewing on it all day long and thinking about it and as you do that it it becomes um, more a part of your heart and your life yeah yeah so yeah i I just think you know practical things that that our listeners might get something out of is when you 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 know crack that Bible open for yourself and mm-hmm. and take a take a read or a listen you know yeah I have um the I have daily audio Bible on my iPhone I also have a Bible app on my iPhone I have Bible CDs in my car Wow you should get a Bible brownie points then don't <laughs> well, you I'm just saying you know there's are you all... bragging about how awesome you are Okay that was mean. <laughs> 
Um, I wasn't trying to be mean. Well, it just sounded kinda, really interesting. Okay. No, I was trying to make a point that um, you don't always have to have a paper Bible in ah, front there of you. Go. No, I agree. I think that's That's great. my point. Okay, thanks. We'll talk about the meanness later. So, <laughs> I'm going to um, get in trouble for saying that. Yeah. So I think that, you know... There is something nice when you can just have a relaxed time with a cup of tea or Diet Pepsi or whatever, and you have your journal and your paper Bible out. But how many of us hit the floor running in the morning? I do a lot of times. I, like, try to sleep till the last possible minute and rush out the door. And and, um, so I'm really glad I have, have some other electronic options to to get my Bible time in, even if I can't do it in as quiet and slow way as I like to do. Um, but another thing, as I was saying, if people want to learn more about the background or history of the Bible, BibleGateway.com, Crosswalk.com, there's lots of Bible um, helps on there and and you know some of it's just people's opinion but there have been a lot of people that have researched different you know histories of of different times and the that the different books are written in different cultures so those can be real helpful tools too well all i know is that um if you pick up a bible and just read it for what it says you're not, I mean, people do that all the time and they use it for, um, use it for bad things sometimes. You need to, you need to actually pick it up with some type of education of what, when it was written, who it was written by, and the culture that it was addressing. That will change the way that you read it. It can be very helpful. Oh, extremely helpful. Yeah. And it can make, you know, it can make, like like I was talking about before, it can make the intent of the the story completely different. And you have to be really careful of that because like we know, whole cult or whole churches have hung their hat on something that isn't particularly right. And and then you get these weird offshoots and, and sometimes even mainstream people you know, mainstream church can can be really kind of like, oh my gosh, do they really believe that? You know, I've been in churches where, uh, you know, the pastor will be saying something and everybody's like amening him. And I'm thinking that is really not right. But because there's certain way, you know, the certain way that they've interpreted the scripture is, you know, bigoted or, or mean or nasty, then everybody's like amening. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second. We are not lemmings. We are not... Um, you know, mob rules kind of thing. It, it, you, you, you really have to think about what's being said and then read for yourself and then do the research because, it's it, again, like I say, educated people will understand more of what's going on than people that just blindly take what, what anybody says. And I think it's really important that God never said to cash our brains in. He gave us our brains for a reason. And he gave us discernment and he gave us, um, you know, the way that we are, I mean, he made us that way for a reason. And it was so that we didn't, you know, we're unique and different. That's why everybody's different and unique and special uh, because we're not meant to be all mushed together and have the exact same process going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for you to chime in. <laughs> well, I was thinking about how, how Christianity is about faith but it doesn't have to be about blind faith you can go to archaeology and history and find the places it talks about in the bible and you can go to those same places and find the the kings and queens and leaders it talks about in the bible and so while there's faith involved it's not blind faith. No, I, you know, I, I do believe that there is a certain amount of you have to, you, sometimes you have to let go of your being so analytical. You know, I think there's sometimes you have to, I mean, well, most of the time you have to do that. But I don't think you have to cash in your, your brains and I don't think you have yeah. to 
be a complete idiot to believe. The Bible does say that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. If there's a God, a divine being, big enough, great enough to be able to design and create the whole universe, he's probably a little smarter and a little bit more complex than any of us. So a little we, bit, huh? Well, probably a whole lot of little bits. Um, but I'm just saying we probably won't be able to understand the smartest, the smartest group of people on the whole planet all together as this giant think tank of intelligence still probably couldn't grasp the greatness of God and everything that he has. So... Like I said, there's there's still going to be faith involved because I don't think we're capable of understanding the awesomeness of God and everything that he thinks and plans. There's still going to be faith, but I think he he puts evidence of his creation, evidence of his love um, all throughout history, all throughout today. And so... It's not blind faith because he gives us evidence of his love and of his divine nature all around us. Wow, that's deep. Is it deep? Yeah. Should I build, dig a well? Why? Because a well's deep. It is? Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Well, you know, you did a podcast earlier about Battlestar Galactica. We almost did our podcast on that, too, because we said, well, there's a lot of spiritual things in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so um, Sometime we should do, we'll the, do the spirituality of science fiction. What do you think? Well, there's it, it's just so much there. Oh, though. don't don't go so there already. No, we, no, no, be, stop, stop, that's stop. what I was saying. It would be hard just to cover that in one podcast. I'm not going to attempt that right now. But that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, the conclusion of our little talk here is um, we want to challenge people to read the Bible for themselves. Yeah. Uh, You know, take some time out of your busy schedule. I mean, you know, everybody watches a TV program or they read a book or they do this or that. Why not take a half hour and just read what part of Matthew? Why not? Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, it doesn't hurt anything. Well, or you can be like me and listen to it. While you're doing mindless tasks at work or driving in your car to work, um, those are good ways to get your spirit fed good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and two, I think it's really important that when you read, read smartly. You know, do it. Make sure you're reading stuff within the context of it. And there's so many wonderful study helps out there that you can find out the culture that was going on. And you can, you know, take that into consideration when you're reading and watch how it just completely opens up your heart to new things and, and new experiences. It's a good thing. Very good. I, I remember when I when I first was exploring my faith, I was, what, 17, 18 years old. And I remember going to a church where they didn't um, they didn't use the Bible a whole lot. I mean, it was there, but it was an older church, and there was a lot of older people there. But I remember the pastor took me aside because I was the only young person there, and he wanted um, wanted to know if I wanted to learn more. And I said, "Yeah." So he said, "Well, I'm going to be going through the Book of Matthew with a few people. Would you like to do that with me?" And I said, "Sure." So what we would do is we'd read a certain amount of the chapters in in Matthew, and then we'd get together early Sunday morning in his in his office, his study, and we would bring our little yellow pad with our questions, and we would all ask questions. And it was um, very eye opening and very revealing because, I again I had never, I didn't know any of the I didn't have you know I didn't have the internet to look up online stuff I didn't know what books to read to find out what the culture was so I'd have all these questions and I'd bring them and and then uh, Pastor Postma was his name is real nice gentleman and he uh, he actually would explain to me you know he'd been to seminary and all this stuff and so he would explain to me the culture and what we were looking at and and it was it all came alive to me it was fantastic 
And again, it was like when I started reading it for myself, it really changed everything. And so I just really encourage everybody listening, if you if you listen to us, don't just take the pastor's word or just the guy that's on the TV's word for it or, or the picket signs or the nasty people that talk about the Bible and use it as a weapon. You know, put all that stuff down for a moment and read for yourself and then draw your own conclusions because I think you're you're a smart person. And and I think also that God wants to activate in, in people's hearts. He wants to, to activate something, but they themselves have to look for it. They have to search mm-hmm. it out. And I think when you, like we've said before on our podcast, if you seek out God, he will answer and he'll, he'll show you himself because that's the way he is. Yeah. That's a promise he makes. Yeah. Seek and you shall find. So it's a good promise. And I we we had that a listener asked us a while ago about, you know, he wasn't even sure if there was a God. And, and we said, well, if you seek him, you will find him. You know, just ask him to show himself to you. And you got all quiet. Ask him to show wow, him, there you show are. yourself wow. himself to you. I'm sorry. We started the podcast late again. <laughs> you keep saying that over and over and over Yes, again. you're a night owl. I'm not. <laughs> so this is hard for me. So I guess we we pretty much summed that up then, didn't we? You sure. did a good a job there. Nice discussion. Yeah, except for and thank you by the way, everybody, for your comments on my my message that I shared last week. I know it was a little bit long, but I got some really nice, uh, encouraging comments on it, and from people that um, enjoyed listening to me in a different setting. And I used to preach all the time, so I felt kind of rusty. <laughs> well, you know what. I really enjoyed that because you haven't been doing it as many like preaching days as you used to. It used to be that you used to preach several times a week, yeah. you know, and yeah. and um, you're you're my favorite preacher to listen to. So uh, that thanks, was yeah. nice for me to get to hear you preach, not just tell me that I'm being too um, righteous because I have my Bible everywhere. Well, I just wondered. You were bragging it up pretty good there. I've <laughs> no. got my Bible and I've got my Bible uh, on tape. I was I, just saying there's... My Bible the, program and... I was saying there's many options electronically for those Okay, now that makes busy. more sense. Okay, that... then I, I wasn't okay. trying to brag. Am uh, I a bragger, dear? No, you're not. Okay. So, yeah. You don't usually brag, no. I, I Yeah. So, <laughs> guess we're done, aren't we? I think we're done. I'm sorry. This is this hasn't been a really exciting. I, don't know, I thought it was gonna, a good discussion. We're gonna have um, some fun things coming up um, in we, the future. We have some interviews and yeah, it's some. just and and please pray for us because here you you have been praying for us and so we have lots of business and but at the same time when I have lots of business it's harder to do all the other things that I want to do too yeah. so. That's you okay, have, though. I'm not complaining at all. You have a wedding coming up next, next weekend, weekend yeah. to, that you're going to officiate, officiate a, a girl that had gone to our youth church, mm-hmm. is getting married, wanted you to do the wedding. In the beautiful woods by a lake. Yeah, it's going to be pretty there. Yeah. I'm Pray like for that. good weather. Yeah. It I'm, rained this Saturday. I'm going, oh, next weekend. I hope it won't rain. I never even <laughs> thought about looking at the weather forecast <laughs> for next week. Yeah, the 10 day one might show up, but it rained here today, so it was kind of goofy. It'd been nice and even hot here, which is unusual. We usually don't have a lot of hot weather, but it'd been kind of warm several days. This ah, good. Week. It looks like it's going to be nice. Good, good. The wedding's on Sunday, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. So it would be, gosh, my. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be 70 degrees and beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So Let's hope. Let's hope and pray. Yeah, yeah well, thank, every, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us tonight. And um, hopefully next week we'll have something fun to talk about. You don't think we had anything fun to talk about this week? I thought that was well, a good Well, yeah, I think You keep it was okay. saying that it wasn't good. Thanks. No, it was okay. We just didn't have as much planning into this week as I would have liked. So, Ah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for letting everybody know that. <laughs> I, I had things going on inside of me I was excited to share, though. But, um, you know, some weeks you have more time. 
I I don't want to admit how much time I put into preparing for the Twilight one that we did. I put, in put a lot of time, lot of time into that one. So some weeks you have a lot of prep time. Well, into I think it. a lot of people sunk their teeth into that. So. <laughs> you think so, huh? Yeah, it was pretty shimmering. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So should I just. You should tell people Say, how they can get a hold of us. Yeah, get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us at um, rick.moyer at no. facebook.com. Oh, no, no, no. Or facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Yeah, that's correct. Get a hold of us um, on at our email. Email at amy at takenwithyou.com uh-huh. or rick at takenwithyou.com. Correct. I have to say, while I bring that up really quick, we got a nice lengthy email from one of our listeners. And and I read it during my lunch break and my eyes got all misty and I thought, oh, I have to go into work. But it was very encouraging. And I didn't even know this this gentleman listened to us and he has for a while and it was very encouraging. That was very, very sweet. So thank you. Um, And my friend Billy Bob 476 Joe yeah. from Canada did a nice little uh, tweet about uh, listening to my sermon, and I heard from several people that had listened and they good. enjoyed it. So that was good. good. It was nice. Yeah. Good. Um. So did I cover? Oh, you can see our website. See our website. Um. Takehimwithyou.com. You can make a donation there if you want to, and yeah. help us out with the podcast. And by the way, thank you everybody who's ha- has done that. Mm-hmm. That's been really really kind. Um. Uh, Got a couple of surprise ones the other day. We have some folks that give every month to the podcast, and it's very, very helpful because I use that money to make sure that all the domains are current and, the, um, you know, we have different stuff for the podcast that we're able to, the equipment and stuff. Like I got a new microphone and a couple other things, that, and your wind, windscreen for yours. Yeah, I have the Dead Kitty windscreen on mine right now. It's called now. Dead Kitten. Dead Kitten. It's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah. it's cool. It's like a tribble on your microphone. But hopefully it makes it so I don't have as much. You're not popping um, your peas. Pops or there's no wind in our living room. But, <coughs> well, yeah. there could be. Yeah. If I had gas. <laughs> oh, no. So I think I'll say our ending spiel now. <laughs> Since you're good Anyway, thank you everybody for gas. making donations. That's really, really, really helpful. Yes. The more donations we have, the less that we have to go out and find money to pay our bills. Yeah. And and then we have more time to do the podcast. So yeah, that's very helpful. That is very helpful. It'd be awesome to be able to do that full time all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. You did that perfect. I did? You did. Oh, good. Jade wants me to pet her. Yeah, Jade came in to to visit with us and stripey has been podcasting with us has he been here the whole time yep the whole time as soon as we sat down and got ready to podcast he's coming back hung out on the us. chair that's our cat by the way stripey yes and jade is our doggy yes she is that was barking at very inappropriate we times we don't know what she was I, I i paused for a moment and took let her outside she chased something around the yard i don't know what it was not sure if it was a possum or a cat or a dog it or... could have been anything Yes. Maybe it was Bigfoot. I don't know. Yeah. But she barked at it and chased it around. Yeah. And now she feels better about life. All right. Why don't you play a little song or promo or something? Play a little. Why don't you play a little song or promo? Go pluck a chicken. Uh, go chase it. Catch a chicken. That's uh, what it is. Go into a pampered <laughs> chef party. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next week on Taking With You. Good night, Amy. Good night, Rick. Good night, everybody. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, Stripey. Good night, Miles. Good night, Hoshi. Good night, Catherine, who's not at home. Good night, Jade. Good night, Andrew, who went to bed two hours ago. We don't have any other live things in our home, do we? Mm, Yeah, I think we covered everybody. Okay, bye.
My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day! day. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. story, fun conversation, and maybe a bit of inspiration? You're listening to this podcast, so I'll bet you do. I'm Randy, and if so, when you've finished here, come check out my podcast, Stories of the Magic. Okay, it's not really my podcast. I'm just the host. This show is really about the guests I have on. Stories of the Magic is a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more. We celebrate the Disney magic, tell unique stories, and inspire people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. So if you love Disney, enjoy great stories from real people, or both, give us a listen. You can find Stories of the Magic on iTunes or at storiesofthemagic.com. You'll be glad you did.